Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Entercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between. Let's talk everything outdoors. All aboard! <laughs> You're on the crazy train! All aboard! <laughs> Welcome to the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Well, good morning, everybody. It's August 1st. Boy, summer is going fast, but you know what? There's a lot of fishing to be done and a lot of hunting coming up. This is the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors with your hosts, Dan Bush and myself, Tom Neubauer. And today we have Mitch on the boards. Uh, our normal, our regular producer must be off goofing off somewhere. But anyway, that's Sam, by the way. Anyway, um, you know, you can always catch us every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We're live, we're unrehearsed. It's a little bit of a wacky show, but I think you'll enjoy it. So uh, you can always get be a part of the show by calling 414-799-1250. That's 799-1250. Got any questions? Got any comments? Want to brag about a big fish? Hey, we're here for you, buddy. So sit back, take a nice easy ride on the crazy train with us this morning. So good morning, Mitch. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Good morning, Tom. Yeah. So so what's new? Well, you just said if somebody wants to brag about a fish, and I'm just going to warn warn them that if it sounds like it couldn't be possible or outlandish, that Tom will just hammer you and say, no way that you caught a nine-pound bass. <laughs> so just be careful. Make sure you whatever you're bragging about is realistic. That's all I got yeah, to there say. There you go. <laughs> Although you have been kinder and gentler, Tom, I have noticed that. So, I don't yeah, know. a little ever, bit. Ever since your heart surgery, there, I, you know, maybe you know, something touched you on that operating table. But hey, uh, you're talking August first. Yeah. You know what else happens August first is now. I guess we got to wear a mask indoors wherever we go. Is that uh, the case there? Yeah, that's a statewide policy for right now. Uh, the state legislature wants to overturn it. They said it was unconstitutional, but we'll see. But, you know, I don't have a problem wearing masks in what any store I go to. I don't now, have a problem with that. Is it required for you guys at Sherpers that you have to wear masks, all employees? Yeah. 
Yes, we do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. How, okay, but as far as customers, you well now they have to wear them, but in well, the now past they, have they didn't. To. Yeah, but in the and before that, you know, about half of the people would and half would not. So, uh, you know, it was a personal choice. But yeah, we got to wear them. The only thing is, is I got to pull down below my I got to pull my mask down below my nose when I put my cheater glasses on. Otherwise, they get all fogged up. So, well, you know, that's the only I, that's the only problem with those masks. I came to the conclusion that that if it made other people feel better not myself i'm not really worried myself but if it made other people feel better i would wear a mask when i went into stores so i started that a couple days ago just for the sake of other people um then i can't wait to take it off when i get in the parking lot yeah but i got a great suggestion for everybody um Instead of those, you know, the masks like most everybody's wearing, put it around your ear, I got a better idea. Uh, I got this, I discovered this when I was up, uh, I went up this uh, this week, I was up by Superior, went across the bridge into uh, Duluth, and everywhere you go there, you have to have a mask when you go inside. So I went to walk into a quick trip, man, they got those things everywhere now. And uh, I went to walk in, and I turned around to go back to my truck to get a regular mask, and I realized my bait mate, like uh, whatever you call it, like around my neck, the, uh, I don't even know what you call those, uh, but, but, but the fishermen wear them. You got them around your neck to protect your neck, neck from the sun, and then you can pull it up over your, your uh, face if you need be. And I had that on my neck, so all I did was just reach down over my face and walked in and it's great so i'm just going to wear that thing everywhere i go it'll be around my neck fishermen you know bass guys wear them all the time they're out in the sun all day long and uh, it helps like i said protect your back of your neck from getting sunburned if there's bugs or if there's too much sun you can just and if you pull it up over your face they're they're cool they don't really you know it's not any bother wearing it or breathing through it it just seems to be better than your basic mask so i'm gonna wear that everywhere i go oh there you go there that'll work yeah i got that from our good friends at Baitmate. i got a couple of those but do they actually sell those in the store yeah. sporting goods store it's too bad i don't know if they do or not but it would be nice if Baitmate sent me one <laughs> well, i would actually wear i'd wear i'd wear that one yeah, no. well, I might have an extra one here, Tom. We'll have to look well, and no, see you, what Santa, you, what Santa yeah, you don't Claus have to, has. Yeah. You don't have to give me your extra one. Just next time, just tell Baitmate, hey, send Tommy one too. So. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, hey, I got something for you, Danny. What's that? Um, this is pretty interesting. You know, a lot of people listen to our show from all walks of life, not just fishermen and hunters, but. People who aren't, aren't even involved in fishing. But, you know, from what, like I said, all ages, all walks of life. So uh, this, uh, of my good friend Bob Garfinkel uh, sent me an email. And he said, uh, go on Facebook and look and go on to uh, Dale Strohshine's page. So I called him up and I said, I don't know how to get on the Facebook. I have no clue what to do with that. And that doesn't so, surprise me. Yeah, I know. I don't have anything. I don't know. I, and I don't care anyway. So anyway, he says, I'll send you a copy of it. So he printed it out and sent me a copy. And it's on Dale Strohshine's Facebook 
and it says, uh, he writes, he's got pictures in here, and he writes, so I did a radio piece here a few months ago over the phone with Tom Neubauer and Dan Bush, hosts of Cutting Edge Outdoors Fishing Show on 1250 AM or 1057 FM. And this particular couple, by the name of Carrie and Mary, happened to be listening the day we did it and thought after listening to me they'd book a trip for smallmouth bass. So he tells about his whole story about his day with Carrie and Mary catching smallies. And if I can just grab the next page here, um, he shows a picture of Carrie holding his smallmouth best, a 5-pound, 11-ouncer, and they got a digital scale there. And Mary's personal best, a 4.58-pounder, you know, a picture of her holding it. So it's it's very cool, very nice that these people were listening. And by the way, we're going to send out congratulations to Mary and Carrie because uh, they're soon to be married 50 years. So congrats to them. So that was a pretty nice story. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Mitch, did we lose Danny? Did, hello? Yeah, we lost. All right. Well, then that means I got to keep talking, folks, because we lost Danny for a second. You know, we had this problem last week that we lost Danny, and uh, then they have to reconnect a few times during the two hours that we're on, and it's, boy, is it a pain in the butt. And it's going to be so nice when we get back in the studio and uh, I heard Sparky say that uh, on the big show in the afternoon that we should be back on in the studio uh, in September, beginning of September. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I hope that happens. And now Danny was just saying to me earlier, he said, well, if we do go back in the studio, what, we're supposed to wear face masks in the studio? And I said, well, I don't think so. So, so Danny, did you hear yeah. the part where I told about Mary and Carrie? Uh, and, and, their... uh, and Larry and his other brother, Larry. Yeah, I, yeah, no, I, I, no. I caught... Car- yeah, I, yes, I and did. Mary, yeah, and they're fifty. Yeah, that's nice. Wedding and they've been married fifty. And they've been married fifty years. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Very, very nice. Yeah, that they uh, they went out with Dale. And now, and then the next day they were going out with one of Dale's other guides for walleyes, I guess. So. Uh, so anyway, if uh, Carrie and Mary are listening, thank you for listening. Yeah, and congratulations again. Yeah, 50 years, that's a long time. Well, hey, I'm approaching that. 50 I, years? I, yeah, it's, uh, it's, you know, we've been married since 73. So this year was our 47th. So two more years and we'll be at 50. Oh, I can't believe it. Wow. Do you ever forget your anniversary or do you make no, sure you never. remember that? I never, never forget it, no. How about your wife's birthday? Never forget it, never. Okay, how about yeah. Mother's Day? No, never forget it. Well, well you... I don't give her a, I don't forget it, but I don't give her a gift on Mother's Day because she's not my mother. So, but I make she's sure the kids always. She's the mother of your children. Yeah, but I make sure they always gave her something, and I always oh. helped them along when they were young, so. And we okay. always did something for her, you know, so. Uh, but I personally don't give, and I told her on Father's Day, don't give me a gift. And I told her that long time ago. I'm not your father, so don't give me anything on Father's Day. So we got do that you make cleared sure, up right away. Do you make sure your sons give you a gift, though, on Father's Day? No, I, I could care less if they don't have to give me a gift. Matter, matter of fact, 
best Father's Day gift they can give me is if they all come over on Father's Day and everybody brings a six-pack. I'm surprised. <laughs> and food. Money. <laughs> Bring food and a six-pack. <laughs> We're good to go. <laughs> no, that's all. I, I don't even, even Christmas gifts, I, you know, I tell them, you don't have to get me anything. Just come on over, you know, that's all I care about. Uh, I don't need anything. You know, I mean, the thing is, Danny, when you get to a certain age, and you know this, that, you know, if you want something, you go out and you buy it, you know? You don't, you don't wait for somebody to give it to you at Christmas time, you know, make a list or whatever. I remember one time, Dan, uh, it was in the summertime, and I needed, I forget what it was, I needed something. I don't know if it was a weed whacker or something. And I said to my wife, I said, yeah, I need one of these. You know, or a hedge trimmer, that was it was. I wanted a, an electric. And my wife said, well, put it on your Christmas list. And I said, I don't need it in the middle of winter. I need it. I'm going to go buy it now. I'm not going to put it on a list. <laughs> you know. So, But no, as far as uh, forgetting her birthday or her anniversary, no, I would never forget that stuff. Never. Uh-uh. So that's well, about it. I'll make sure I give you guys a present on your 50th birthday. Maybe, I mean, anniversary. Maybe I'll get you one of those Baitmate uh, face shields we were talking about. I gotta, if you can I gotta wait, wait two five years, years for that. <laughs> I gotta wait two years for that. Is it two years? <laughs> wait a second. 73. Yeah. So it's gonna be yeah. 23. So it's 20. It's so it's that's three years. Yeah. So it's been 47 years. This year, this May was 47 years, I think. Yeah. Okay. Right? Wasn't it? I don't know. So, speaking of your sons, did they take you bass fishing this week? What's the bass report? No, he uh, he's still busy. He's uh, still doing his basketball stuff, so didn't have a chance to get out. And, but my middle son, Nick, who we've talked to a number of times... He's planning on buying a boat. He, I think he's got his wife talked into it, and he's making plans on buying a boat. So may, I don't know if he'll get it this year, but maybe next year, you know. So anyway. Well, how do you talk your wife? How does a guy talk his wife into letting him buy a boat? How, how, how do you go about question. that? I don't know. See, what, I, do you make, like, promises that they can go buy something? I know, well, you know, in my situation, I just did it. Uh, I I didn't ask or anything like that. I just did it. So, but I I don't know how guys uh, do that. I don't know. I don't know. So maybe we'll have to ask somebody who's done that. You know. But I would just uh, I would just go buy a boat. You know. I would just tell my wife, yeah, I need this. I'm gonna buy this. Yeah, she might be a little upset at first. So but so you just come away. you just come home and you just say I bought a boat, and yeah, she basically. has to deal with it. So it's better to ask forgiveness than to ask for permission, basically. Permission, that's right, exactly. Exactly. Just yeah, buy just the moment. You can't undo the fact. You can't undo the fact, so you just go ahead and do it. But anyway, we got a, we got a break coming up, first of the day. We've got a few commercials to play. And, uh, folks, it's a it's a be- going to be a beautiful weekend. I mean, this is a weekend to get out and do something, especially if you're going to get out on the water. And, by the way, Danny, I can hear you typing on your computer. So <laughs> everybody knows what you're doing. You're playing on your computer. Anyway, uh, this <laughs> we're sponsored by Baitmate, and uh, this is the Skipper Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. Stay tuned for more, folks.
Welcome back to the Skibber Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. We are presented by Baitmate Fish Attractants, Coleman Insect Repellents. Hey, we want to thank everybody out there for listening today. We always make it a point to uh, the point that we support the badge and we uh, appreciate the officers out there protecting us, first responders, fire department, military, all the people out there keeping America safe. And thanks for all of all of you for listening. Yeah. Okay. Hey, got something in uh, last night, Danny. You know, you like Chinese food, right? Love Chinese food. Yeah, me too. I like it. Well, anyway, my son, my youngest son, Andy, he decides he had a hankering for Chinese. So he tells uh, my wife and I, well, I'm going to bring Chinese food. So he, he, he brings enough like you were at a, a buffet. He's got all these different things. It was like, my good, we got enough food now to have Chinese dinner tonight and tomorrow night. I mean, he brought so much over. And it's always so good, you know. Gee whiz. So, but anyway, yeah, that was that was pretty nice. That was that was quite the surprise, you know. Quite well, the surprise. Being as you're on the subject of food, Tom, uh, and yeah. I know you'll be having a very exciting gut report. Um, grilling. I've been doing a lot of grilling out here lately. Uh, yeah. Uh, Johnsonville brats. Um, I've been uh, making some hot dogs and hamburgers, and and Loie likes the likes the hamburgers. But grilling yourself. Oh yeah, sure do. Summer and winter. Okay, so I got some grilling tips, and being as you are like the the, the greatly knowledgeable and, and a genius, uh, I'm yeah. I'm gonna run some things by you and see if you know these things. Okay, first of all, okay. uh, grilling. Uh, the things they say with meat is that you don't want to char the meat. And uh, one of the reasons is it has something to do with carcinogens. And you're better off, uh, they actually sometimes suggest cooking the meat prior to putting it on the grill, and then you don't have to go nuts on the grill and burn it. Well, I, I, would, never, I would never cook the meat first and then put it on the grill. I mean, on like steaks or, or chops or something like that, what I do recommend, though, is browning it, not not charring it. Charring it is nothing more than burning it, but browning it, because if you brown it, that gives it the Maillard effect, and you get a much more flavorable piece of meat. But as what's, far what, as pre-cooked, huh? What's that word you just used? Another big Maillard. word you're teaching? Maillard. Maillard. The Maillard effect, well, yeah. Don't you That's have to know that every week? <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, is like when it comes to brats, I do boil those first and then put them on the grill. Uh, not a lot of people can put them on the grill and cook them from start to finish without busting them, you know, without breaking the skin. There's only one person I know who can do that right now, and that's my son, Chris. But So I don't want to break the skin, so I boil them first. Then I put them on the grill to give it that grill flavor and just brown them, you know. So. Okay. Next question. Uh, did you know that when the meat is done, you should let it sit for five minutes to let the juices reabsorb before you start eating, instead of eating it hot right off the grill? Let it sit five minutes. Yeah, uh, anywhere. Actually, some meats you might have to let, like turkeys, sit for like 15 minutes. Uh, you let, yeah, meats rest. They call it resting, and you should tent it. And like I remember when I last week's on uh, the gut report, I said how 
when you take meat off the off the grill or off the fire or off of the onion i mean the oven you you what you do is you got to take it off before the temperature that you want it to end at because it'll keep cooking as it's resting you know so okay. if you want something at 140 degrees you better take it off at 135 you know because it'll go okay. up to 140 sitting there yeah so next one um how about uh i i i, I don't use aluminum foil to wrap up the hot meat or whatever because sometimes I guess that aluminum is not necessarily healthy and in um, some people with Alzheimer's have been found to have high amounts of aluminum in their in their brains or bodies or whatever so now I'm going to wrap stuff up with the aluminum foil the hot meat anyway did you know that I I have never heard of that and I pe- people across the world have been wrapping you know when their meat comes off the grill or oven they've been tenting it in aluminum for for as long as there's been aluminum i've never heard that and i don't know if i buy that or not but you never well, know i, I read knows? that you maybe, can might maybe. get some little bit particles yeah. or something so okay how maybe. about this one I don't know. if you want to make your kids happy you were talking about the brats before they split if you take hot dogs and you and you take and use like a tiny little knife write their name on the side of the hot dog and then you put it on the grill when the when the skin splits the kids can see their name on the hot dog no i did not know that (laughs) yep yep so that's another one too (laughs) um how about as how about as far as cooking corn do you have a special way of of uh, cooking corn you know sweet corn yeah, I shuck it first. I shuck the husk off and then put it on the grill. Okay. Now, some people leave the husk on and they soak it in water and then put it on the grill. That's fine. You can do it any way you want. But I like a little browning, a little, uh, um, uh, uh, what do they call that, uh, the sugar and all that. You brown brown it a little bit, okay? And, um, yeah, I, I, I take the husk off and put it on the grill. Okay. You're right because you know, from, from what I read... Um, basically you can indeed do it anyway. You can, yeah. however, people like to do it. Soak in water. Don't soak in water. Husk on, husk off. Um, another tip I heard, maybe see if you know this, uh, don't clean your grill with one of those wire brush bristle, um, uh, brushes. Why not? Uh, because on average, a hundred go to the hospital every year after swallowing uh, some leftover bristles from one of those brushes. Apparently, oh wow, yeah, it says you you should just scrape it off with a piece of wood or something like that. So, what I never, if you get what if you swallow a piece of wood? <laughs> well, piece nobody's ever gone to, to the hospital swallowing a piece of wood, Tom. Well, you know, it's funny. I I never heard that. Although I I do I do scrape my grill because sometimes. Like if I'm making ribs on the grill, it gets a little little sticky in that, so I do. But here's a tip for you, Danny. Um, What's you know, we've been told for years to oil the grates of the grill. You've heard that, right? Oil the uh, grates nope. of the grill so they don't nope, so... I, well, that's one thing that I missed that, that directive. You, for years, you know, you should have been doing that for years, right? Because then your meat won't stick. Uh, but here's... Uh, I mean, lately... Uh, actually, the last number of years, I don't oil the grates of the grill. I oil the meat. 
I watched somebody on TV one time said, don't oil the grates, oil the meat. And it's true. If you if you put a little bit of, and it doesn't matter what kind of oil it is, and you put it on the meat when you put it on the grill, you have less chances of it sticking to the grill. So, but at least oil it before, before or after, but at least put it on the meat. Yeah, it does help. Uh-oh. Mitch, did we lose Danny again? I, yep, we lost, yeah, yeah, we lost Danny again. Well, folks, guess what? Now they're, now they got to work on getting Danny back. And I'll tell you what, we're going to take a break while he gets Danny back, and we're going to come back with the gut report. So stay tuned for more, folks, right here on 1250 AM and 105.7 FM, The Fan. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. Good morning. The Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. Well, folks, I don't know when, you know, I'm getting older and I forget things. And I forget the last time I gave you this uh, recipe, but I'm making it this morning. So that's why it's on my mind. This morning, when I get home, I am going to be making zucchini pancakes. If you've never tried them, I would recommend highly that you did. You take one cup of shredded zucchini, one cup of flour, one egg, a little salt, a little pepper, a quarter cup of uh, grated Parmesan cheese, and a quarter cup of finely diced onions. You put a little bit of water in, just enough, so that it's a consistency of a pancake batter. Then you heat some oil up, a little bit, not a lot. You don't need a lot of oil. Maybe about a, an inch or less. <laughs> Ooh, excuse me, I had a sneeze here. <laughs> anyway, and <Jeez>. you... Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, folks, but that just came on me. Anyway, and then you take a ladle and you ladle in, you know, uh, 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 you know this uh, batter... And I usually, on a pan, I can usually put three of them. Anyway, and you fry them until they're brown on both sides, you know, a golden brown. And I'll tell you what, you add, you can add, like, put what I do is I put butter and pancake syrup, but it's also really good with jams, jellies, marmalades, you know. I, I'm telling you, if you've never had zucchini pancakes, you definitely want to give them a try. They're really that good. The Gut Report was brought to you by Discount Liquor. And folks, it's Discount Liquor's 60th year in business. No other liquor store has been local and original family-owned for that many years. There's a reason why they've been in business that long. Price, service, and selection. So if you want any special deals, and they got them every week, all you got to do is go to DiscountLiquorInc.com and you'll get all those weekly specials. All right, we'll talk to you later. Well, welcome back, folks, to the show. <laughs> uh, we lost Bushy again. I don't know. There's something going on funny. I wonder if, you know, it's, it's 6, what is it, 6.34 in the a.m. on a Saturday morning. And, you know, on the way into the show today, I had on this station, and they had this show on, I don't know if you've ever heard it, called Coast to Coast or West of the Rockies and uh, or East of the Rockies. I forget whatever it is. I think it's Coast to Coast. Anyway. And they talk about all kinds of supernatural type things. And this morning they were talking about poltergeists. And that's what I think is happening to Bushy's phone. Bushy, you got a poltergeist in your phone. I don't know. The app keeps turning on and turning off. It's wax on, 
wax off. So I think um, it's I think you got to call that phone company or the app company or somebody. Call call Ghostbusters. I don't know. I don't I don't know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, well, at least here and your your uh, your your app is not going out on us. So uh, no, it's so not. We're doing okay that way anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Tom, I got to ask you something. Uh, I was having a discussion with someone the other day about fishing yeah. baits, and we kind of came on the topic of if one fishing lure to use for each species, either casting or trolling, what would it be? So I'm going to run, run my list by you and see what you think and, and maybe see what yours would be. So first of all, uh, one bait, like I would have to say a Johnson Silver Minnow. Now, a lot of people might say a Daredevil, but the Daredevil can get snagged in weeds, you know, if you're in shallow water and they can be kind of heavy. A Johnson Silver Minnow, you can work through about anything. So Johnson Silver Minnow for pike. Uh, I okay, guess should if I throw I were... mine in? Should I throw mine in yours. after yours? All right, yeah, I'm go just going to say a, a MEP spinner, and I wouldn't throw it in the weeds. Okay, next. Okay, MEP spinner. <laughs> All right. Uh, one bait for muskies. Now, this one I had to think about a lot, but if I had one bait for both casting and um, I thought I thought spinnerbait because you control a spinnerbait as well. You can cast, but I decided on the Rapala uh, Rapala Super Shad. Uh, now they troll and catch big muskies up in the Bay of Green Bay with those, but I've also had great success for muskies working it, twitching and ripping it. So for mine, I guess I'd go with that Rapala Super Shad. And for me, I would go with a bucktail. And I wouldn't use a trolling because I'm not a troller, so I would just say a bucktail. Okay. okay. What color? What color bucktail, Tom? See, now that's a tough one because lake color determines what color bucktail I'm going to use. That you got black tail with the gold blade, black tail with a silver blade. You got a white tail with a gold blade. You know, those are my main ones, I guess. So. I yeah. would think. A good all-around one for any water. Bucktail with maybe the uh, orange blades. Yeah, that's always good. I mean, for dark water and for clear water, that always that always seems. And in a crankbait, I would say fire tiger pattern or a perch pattern would work regardless. Clear water, dark water, if if mm-hmm. a super shad. So right. Okay. Right. How about for walleye? For walleye, I guess, being as I troll a lot for them, I would have to say a husky jerk, Rapala husky jerk. And, and you can me? cast that, too. Okay. Now, does it have to be a lure? No. Well, it has. Okay. Okay, then <laughs> I would say hook, Tom. a jig with some kind of live bait on it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. A jig and, okay, so jig and minnow probably. Bait. You know, let me ask you, Tom, you really don't see a lot of guys using jig and minnow. Everybody goes to Canada, and they catch limits of walleyes on jig and minnow. Yeah, when I come south of Canada, um, I don't think about using a jig and minnow anymore. And and why is that? I, I, I could probably go out on Pewaukee here with a jig and minnow and catch some walleyes. 
Well, this time of year, I'd rather be using a jig and a half a crawler. Uh, I would use minnows in the spring and the fall, but in the summertime, I'd rather use that half a crawler. Leeches can be really good too, but I prefer the half a crawler on a jig uh, or on a drop shot, you know. But basically, any kind of lead to take it down to the bottom and some kind of live bait. Yeah, I, I don't think you can go wrong with that. So you're saying half a crawler now is better than a minnow. And oh, what definitely. Okay, minnow better spring then? Is that what you said? Yes, yes, spring and fall. As a matter of fact, when I go up to Manaqua at the end of the month, I'm telling you, we're going to have to bring 200 night crawlers with us. <laughs> it's a lot we of... Oh, I heard the them. price... Yeah, yeah, the price of crawlers was going up, too, I heard. I know. That's going to cost a few bucks. Yeah. have to, you know, you know what I'm make thinking? extra I'm money thinking on of, your paper route. I think, I, I think I'm going to Bill Beal over at Sportsman's Den. Maybe I can get a discount from him. I doubt <laughs> it. So, okay. <laughs> now, top bait. Uh, for bass... Um, again, I thought about a spinner bait. So many smallmouths on jerk baits. Um, I would have, and, and I know they work for largemouth too, and you can work them when the water's cold or when I'd have to go with a jerk bait. All right. For me, anywhere, anytime, any lake, any place in the world, it's going to be a plastic worm. Okay. Plastic yep. worm. Yep. Okay. Now I got one that we can finally agree on, Tom. What's that? Panfish. Oh, yeah. We agree on this, I think. Yeah. There's only one one choice and one choice only for panfish. It's the mighty mini-mite. That's right. The mini-mite. And you know what's funny? Uh, people, after last week's show, when we had a caller to find, ask if we if Sherpers had mini-mites, and I said, yeah, we got a lot of them. And a lot of them were sold from last, after the show, okay? And... Uh, but one color was still there, a number of them, and that was the, the orange one. And, you know, for me, that's my favorite color. I'm surprised it was still there. I think it's the best one, but, but that's my opinion, you know. So I talked, I was at Park, at Park Avenue Pizza last night with seeing our good friends over there. Make sure you go to Park Avenue Pizza and get their roasted chicken if you ever come out to Pewaukee. Uh, I bumped into a gentleman who... In fact, he used to fish with Joe Earhart, and so he knew uh, Joe Earhart, Lou, who owned Easterlings over here. So, yeah, apparently, they, they were all in a fishing club together, and he the subject came up. I mean, we talked fishing for 30 minutes, but the subject came up to mini-mites. He said his favorite mini-mite is a pink mini-mite with a white head, I believe. I think that's what he said is his favorite. Yeah. Have you ever, you know, tried that one, Tom? I haven't, but I've heard that from other people that pink is a, a big one for a lot of people, and bubble gum, that's a big one for a lot of people. Bubble gum, Danny, you know, that's that. It's a pinkish color. See, there's there's the translucent pink, and then there's the opaque pink, which they call bubble gum. You know, so a couple of different pinkish colors. But yeah, I thought I've pink from. I thought pink was pink, Tom. Why is it got to no. complicated? I, hey, I didn't make it complicated. The, the manufacturers made it complicated. <laughs> well, like for mini mites, though, do they call it? Do they have one they call the bubblegum color and they yeah, have another yes. one they call? They do. Pink. Yeah, one that's pink. called pink and one that's called bubblegum. There's a definite difference. Yeah, definite. 
Okay, because they don't mark it on the outside of the packages, I don't think. I uh, know. You know what? You know, I don't know. I, I don't think so. I don't okay. think so. It's, it's only that way in the catalog. <laughs> so, yeah, so that only matters for, like, you when you're order, <laughs> ordering yeah, them yes. for Sherpers. Okay. Yes. Of panfish in the discussion that I had... Um, the gentleman I spoke with said he was doing really well on uh, bluegills. I believe he said on Lake Monona. And he's fishing in about 50 feet of water, I believe he said, and fishing about 15 to 18 feet down. So if a guy's looking to get some, some bluegills, apparently some people are, are, are out there getting them. Now, we haven't talked to our good friend Paul Mahalik. He's typically out there slamming the bluegills, but... Let me ask you, Tom, I've never really done well fishing for suspended bluegills in deeper water. I've done weed edges, but have, have you ever had any success fishing for suspended bluegills in deep water? Oh, yes, and it's the easiest thing to do. You just drive around with your locator on when you find that pod of fish, and the guy's right, you, they, they're usually around 12 feet down. They can be down as deep as 14 or as shallow as 10, but usually... It's around 10, 12 feet down, give or take a foot or so. And what's happening is that the bluegills are eating uh, what's called daphnia that's in the lake. It's a zooplankton. A zooplankton. Do you pronounce it zooplankton or zooplankton? I think it's zooplankton. Yeah, well, anyway, they're eating this stuff called daphnia. And so they're in these pods. And you'll see the school of fish, a pod of fish on your locator. All you do is stop, get right over them, drop your bait down about 12 feet, and you will catch bluegills. Now the problem is, is that that might be all five and six inches. You wanna you wanna find the school of you know eight eight and nine inches. You know that's what you're looking for. But yeah, just drive around the lake in the deep water, and you'll see you'll see them. You'll see pods of fish, and just stop over them, drop your bait down. It is really that simple. But you just don't you're just not sure on the size of them. That's all. Right. So you, so so basically, if there's if you catch a couple small ones, odds are that they're all the schools yeah. of fish tend to run the same size, correct? Correct. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So, Danny, you know what time it is? Uh, time for the Hornswoggle contest? Yeah, time to play the Hornswoggle, brought to you what by What can they Carl's, win, Tom? Huh? Well, Carl Country's, it's sponsored by Carl's Country Market out there in Menominee Falls. They're on the corner of uh, Pilgrim and Silver Spring, you'll win a $10 gift certificate to Carl's, and it's sponsored by Baitmate Fish Attractants and Coleman Insect Repellents, and Coleman and, and, and Baitmate will send you a really nice prize package. So you get a whole bunch of stuff if you win the Hornswoggle. So right now, you got to call 799-1250. That's 414-799-1250 and to be a contestant. And like uh, Danny always says, if you've won in the last four or five or six weeks, don't call. You know, let somebody else win, all right? We don't want to get the same people calling all the time. So anyway, so call now, 799-1250. Be a contestant in the Hornswoggle. We'll be right back with more. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Neubauer. And Mitch, the new guy, he's on the boards. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Skibber Buds Cutting Edge Out 
along with Tom Neubauer. Hey, thanks for taking a ride on the crazy train this Saturday morning. And right now we have the long-awaited Hornswoggle segment. Do we have a lucky contestant? Yes, we do. Mark and Franklin. Hey, Mark, how you doing? I'm doing yeah, great. Good morning, Mark. Okay. Morning. So, yeah, good. I'll make the statement, and if I'm pulling your leg, it's a hornswoggle. If I'm telling the truth, it's no hornswoggle. So here we go. Today's topic is porcupines. The reason it's porcupines is I have a porcupine story right after the hornswoggle. But here we go with the... Uh, with the uh, if you get within 10 feet of, a por- of the wily porcupine, they can spin their tail and throw their quills at you. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? That's a hornswoggle. That's a hornswoggle. Yeah, very good. All right. Yeah, yeah if we had a little... That you got to... There it is. But, uh, <laughs> here we go. That's even better. Thank you, Mitch. So... Yeah, and a, that is an old wives' tale that the porcupine will throw their quills. But if you touch the porcupine, you can get those quills pretty easily, and they're pretty painful. I believe they're hollow as well. Okay, yeah. uh, porcupine like to eat wood. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? That's a no hornswoggle. No hornswoggle. Right. God, you know oh, you know your there. porcupine. Hey, bring in the <laughs> I know they call you uh, stairs when stairs your steps. Oh, yep. Wow. Wow. And, uh, okay. Final final one. Um, the uh, porcupine is a member of the rodent family. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? I'll have to guess at this one. I'll say no no hornswoggle. No hornswoggle. You're correct. Three for wow. three. All right. Sorry, that does, that right. doesn't happen so too often. That's day. great. You made your day. Yeah, we started you off on the right foot. You can you can feel good, just like that trophy for third grade soccer. So thanks for listening. Thanks for playing. And we'll make <laughs> yeah, sure we get that week. stuff sent out. I've right. had a great show. Thank you. All right. Thank, Thank you, sir. Thank you. Right now. Wow. I didn't know the one about the wood, Danny. Okay. This leads into my story because, as you all know, I'm a single straight white wealthy landowner from Douglas County. So I went up to Douglas County with my friend Troy Woodrow and his dog Max this week. Went up to the old gate up there and uh, we're sleeping middle of the night and all of a sudden we hear this terrible grinding sound on the side of the cabin. So I wake up, and you know how sometimes, Tom, where you wake up and you're not quite sure where you're at? Or yeah, oh, let's... yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I wake up, and it's dark because it's night. That's why I was sleeping. And I you look around, out, it's pitch huh? black. <laughs> yeah, so I'm trying to figure out. First of all, I had to think, okay, where am I? And then I thought, okay, I'm in a cabin. Okay, where am I? Which bunk am I in? Okay, I'm in the bunk by the generator. Okay, what am I hearing? Oh, I'm hearing, uh, I'm hearing uh, the sound right on the side of the wall by my head. So then Troy wakes up and he goes, what is that? And I said, well, we got a lot of mice in the generator shed. He says, dude, that ain't no mouse, that's a bear. And, well, I don't know what it is. I, I, I said, uh, grab, your, grab your phone, we need a light. And so he couldn't find his phone. 
fumbling around in the dark. I have always have a flashlight next to my bed when I go to sleep. Do you, do you think I could find that flashlight? Oh, God. Oh, no. We just lost Danny. Oh, and I was looking forward to finding out what that was at... Oh, geez. So Danny's got to get reconnected. And when he comes back, he'll tell us what that was. I'm, I, you know what, folks? I, I, I'm guessing that that could be a porcupine chewing on the outside of the cabin, maybe. What do you think? I mean, that's my guess. I think that's that's why he was talking about porcupines, you know? I, I'm not sure, but I think that's what it might be it. Now, I, you know, after Danny's story, I should tell you one about, uh, you know, when Danny said you, when you wake up sometimes and you're in a strange place, you don't know where you are. Uh, I've got a, st- a story about that too. And uh, man, I'll tell you what, if that happens to you and you're away from home, you know, long ways away, and you don't know where you are, you think you're in the twilight zone, you know, <laughs> and you want Rod Serling to come around the corner and get you out of it. But anyway, Danny is going to finish up that rest of that story as, as soon as they get him connected. You know, I, I really, I think there's poltergeists in his phone or something. Are yes. you back, Danny? All right, know. Danny's back. Am oh, I back? No. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. You can hear me. Yes. Okay. Finish the story. Okay. So anyway, Look. anyway, finally get a flashlight, shine it out the window, and there's the old porcupine chewing on the side of the cabin. So I told Troy, I said, I'm going to have to shoot it, and because we had one actually chew a hole right in the side of the cabin about a wow. year ago. So wow. he's standing holding the flash at the window out you know through the window and we have a shotgun up there so I grab the shotgun put a shell in it and I go out the front door there I am you know in my underwear with the shotgun in my hand open the front door well now the porcupine hears the door open jumps off the side and kind of runs off kind of runs off kind of to the corner so Troy just barely had the light on him and, you know, it's kind of hard when you're shooting in the dark, Tom. So oh, yeah. I had to care. Yeah, I could kind of see the sight, but I lined up. And fortunately for me and unfortunately for the porcupine, successful and connected and uh, got the porcupine. But, I mean, I would live and let live. They're, they're pretty much, they don't bother anybody, but you can't, we can't have them chewing on our, on our cabin like that. And yeah. another reason, another thing though, I've talked to people. My dad always claimed that they kill trees. Never liked porcupines when he'd see them down in the woods on the land. He sometimes shot them because I guess they can kind of strip the bark and, and kill trees. And I also read that it's not uncommon for them to go into campsites and chew on canoe paddles. Wow. Well, if you got, we got a special guest calling after seven o'clock, and right now it's a couple minutes before seven. So we just got to make a couple of commercials, and then we got a special guest calling us. Would you say it was Mr. Carlson from? Yeah, what's his first yeah, name? he's from up north and has okay. a sports shop up there. I bet you it's called Carlson's Bait and Tackle, or Carlson's Sports Shop, right? I don't think so. <laughs> no. All right. Well, listen, we'll be right back, folks. Stay tuned for the second hour with Dan Bush and me, Tom Newbauer. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.